Eric Tenzayan. Page 42. Nine lines from the top of the Perik, which says, V'yasser al-Kain. Tezayin? yeah. Tezayin, beginning to pass? No. Nine lines from the top of the Perik, which says, V'yasser al-Kain. So, as we mentioned last time, in this Patriarch, the Alter Rebbe is going to outline two cardinal rules for us struggling people. Rule number one we discussed in last class, and that was the importance of mindfulness, of using our mind to contemplate and to think in general about the greatness of Hashem, to try to develop a love for Hashem. And specifically also we're talking about every single time we're doing a mitzvah, to be mindful of what we're doing, to think about what we're doing. The goal being to Awaken within the heart, enthusiasm, a desire, energy, a love. So that was the first rule. The second rule, which is an even greater rule, the Yasral came even more than that, The second rule is, as we ended off last time, the question is, what if I try, I'm mindful, I think, I think about Hashem's greatness, I contemplate it. I'm about to do a mitzvah, I take time, I pause, and I meditate, I take a moment to, you know, what, 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 what I'm about to do, about the great privilege of serving Hashem and Hashem is so great. But the love isn't coming, the feeling isn't coming. I think this is something that we can all struggle with. Wouldn't it be wonderful if, every, if we were um, walked around all day alive with love for Hashem and with a desire to do his mitzvahs but uh, it isn't always the case and it's not only due to a lack of effort on our part so as we mentioned last time the importance of serving Hashem with love and having a passion and enthusiasm excitement in our service of Hashem and when we're doing mitzvahs so last, last class I think we broke it down into four different reasons but in generally speaking, one reason is for me. It makes my service of Hashem easier. It makes me more connected. It makes me more alive. But the other reason we discussed is that it makes the mitzvah alive. When I do a mitzvah with love and with feeling, the mitzvah becomes a mitzvah with an neshama. The mitzvah becomes alive. What do I do when I can't generate that feeling? Stalte Rebbe is going to tell us in this Peirik that there are two kinds of feelings there are two kinds of emotions there is the ideal emotion the ideal excitement and love and we all know what that feels like when we experience it 
the heart beats a little quicker. Everything that we do, we have a, a bounce in our step. But, and then there's sometimes, let, let's talk about the extremes. Sometimes we're really excited and loving and passionate and emotional. And sometimes we're just not in the mood and we're cold. We'll do something because we have to do it. But there is, there is a middle ground. What is the middle ground? So let's talk about for a second. You know, Tishabav is coming up. So what happens when we walk into Shul on Tishabav? This year, Tishabav is going to be Shabbos. So uh, Shabbos, you have to be besimcha. And then suddenly, Shabbos ends. You know, you daf a mincha earlier. You ate your meal. You sing your zmiris. I flipped the switch. You flipped the switch. How does the switch flip so quickly? It's impossible. How does the flip switch? I'm sorry, how does the switch flip? A moment ago, you're Shabbos. You're singing. You're dancing. And that's the way we celebrate Shabbos, even if it's Tishabav. And to the contrary, to be even happier on the Shabbos because Chas Shalom, that no one should think that we're having any sort of availus on Shabbos. On Shabbos, uh, Shabbos is Shabbos. I know there's differences in between in this area, <clears throat> but this is something which is by Chassidim especially is a very, very big emphasis that on Shabbos there's absolutely no availus, nothing. I believe it's a word from the Chayza of Lublin. Says that um, the first Shabbos of the three weeks is always Parshas Pinchas, and Parshas Pinchas talks about the um, the the, um, the Gimel Regalim, talks about the three Yom Tov, and the reason why the Rambam and that is that the three Shabbos of the three weeks were supposed to be besimcha like the Gimel Regalim. But then comes Matzah Shabbos, and if Chas Shalom by that time Mashiach isn't here yet, so what? Are, so I'm asking practically. I'm not. I'm, this is not a theological question. We're going to walk into Shul on Tisha B'Av again. Hopefully, hopefully we'll all be in Makam HaMikdash at that time and it'll be a Yom Tiv. But uh, let's, let's draw upon our past Gaulus experience. What happens? And the answer is that even if the switch hasn't flipped automatically, because that's a tzaddik, by the way. A tzaddik is someone who, uh, the moment that Tisha B'Av comes, so... The moment Shabbos ends and Tishbav enters, the, the feeling automatically changes. It's the because the heart and the body is all in sync with the way it's supposed to be. But for the rest of us, we know that a certain mood is expected on Tishbav. So even if we don't actually feel sad and even if we don't actually feel mournful, we take a few moments and we think about the day and what the day is and what's expected of us and the Tsaras of Kal Yisrael, and all about the Galus. And then when we walk into Shul, are we actually feeling sad and mournful? Maybe, yes, it's possible. It's possible that, the, you know, the, whether it's the minute or two or three that of reflection really put us into that mood. But maybe, no. It's possible that we are not yet sad and mournful, but those three minutes of reflection, what are they going to do to us? What they do is, is that I know that I'm supposed to be feeling sad. And that has an impact on my heart. I didn't just walk into Shul and sit down. Even though I don't have the full-blown emotion and feeling, 
but it's somewhere in between intellect and emotion. It's not cold intellect. It's not the full-blown feeling. But it's like, I understand that I'm supposed to be feeling in a certain way. My heart even understands that. I know that sounds interesting to say the heart understands because usually the understanding is relegated to the mind. But the heart kind of agrees. And that, that does lead to a certain degree of emotion, even if not the full-blown emotion, I'm not shedding tears yet at the moment. And, I mean, I use the example of Tisha B'Av because that's something which is coming up, but the, the same example, you can be walking into a wedding and you don't feel happy, so you'll have the same, uh, you'll have the same experience, but in the, in the, right, in the reverse, in the opposite way. Or, it can be, you can be sitting down by the, um, by the Pesach Seder and you're not in the mood, it happens. So you take some time and you, you orient yourself, you use your mind to orient yourself. <clears throat> and what that does is it has an impact. It has an impact on the, on the heart, even if not having, the, again, the full-blown impact that we would, we would love, we'd love to be, exper be experiencing, but it does have an effect. That's what they're saying, slowly but surely. That's for that. Right, okay, so a lot of times that will then lead you afterwards, but not always, but not always. It's possible that you'll be there the entire matter of Tisha B'Av, and you're not, but... Your heart is there. Your heart is there. Your heart is there. What the Rebbe is telling us over here is like this. What's in, what we have to do, what our obligation is, we have to think about the greatness of Hashem. We have to take time to reflect and to orient ourselves. And then when it comes to doing a mitzvah, we have to be mindful before doing the mitzvah. We have to think about what we're doing. And even if you don't reach that full-blown love and excitement and passion you will reach that middle point you will reach that middle point and that is enough Hashem says that is enough you don't have to be upset and that everyone can do in other words the ability to, to always be living on this in this emotional really emotionally uh, open place where you're really feeling, you're really feeling it, and you're really feeling a love for Hashem and excitement for Torah mitzvahs. That not everyone has. That not everyone has the ability to, to to do that. However, the ability to use your mind to think to the point where you reach this middle point, where again you you left the area of seichel of intellect. It's not your action is not going to be cold. Like okay, I have to do it. But you haven't yet fully arrived at full-blown emotion. That's something everyone can accomplish. And that is a full-blown Avedis Hashem. Don't be disappointed if you can't reach the full-blown emotion. And in fact, this might be, Alter Rebbe says this elsewhere, this might be the Yitzhahara. When you feel upset and depressed, and you feel... Uh, uh, I can't have that emotion. So that means that my mitzvah isn't uh, doesn't have its the, you know the full neshama that it needs, and I'm not really connecting the way that I'm supposed to. That's the yitzhar. See yitzhar. You have to do what Hashem wants you to do. You have to do what you can do. What your job is is to make sure to use your mind, your chabad, your chachma binan das, your mindfulness, and don't just jump into mitzvah. Stop a moment, think beforehand, and in general, take time during the day to think about Hashem's greatness, Hashem's kindness, and you try to develop your love. Where you'll get, 
That's not even up to you. That has to do with your, you know, the source of your neshama. Emotional experience. If no, if you didn't experience the uh, the spirituality of being by the base of Mikdash, if you were there and lost it, then I can understand you can get the maximum emotion of the loss. How could you? How could you relate to something that you never experienced? That's the problem. The people experience the spirituality and they lost it. That is a chumim for them. It's terrible. That's a good question, and I, I I don't want to discuss that right now because because it's a side note. It's you're talking specifically about Tisha B'av. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good question. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe maybe next week we'll address it somehow. Next week before Tisha B'av. That's a that's a personal reflection on Tisha B'av, right? Yeah. <clears throat> talking about personal reflections. So. As Lubavas or Chassid, so I make it my my habit of going to the oil, the Rebbe's oil, on regular occasions. And it's not easy for me to go. I don't mean the I don't mean that to find the time. I mean it's it's difficult. It's difficult to go. I mean I remember the Rebbe and. Uh, to go to to go to go and visit the Rebbe in a cemetery is not easy, but also what what always made it difficult for me <clears throat> is that um, emotionally I never really felt connected by the oil. You know, people go and they say the stories. They go and they feel like they 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 they're overcome with emotion. They feel emotionally connected. And to me, come in, say a little tale on. You know, uh, read you know the note that you're right. You're right. It's never, and it always bothered me that lack of emotional connection that I'm coming in, and I, to a certain extent, I feel like a stone, like I, uh, emotionless. And then, I think it was two years ago. Two years ago was Gimel Tamos, and. I went, went to the aisle. There was a long line. So I was standing in line, I don't remember, an hour, an hour and a half, I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was a lot of time to prepare mentally and emotionally and spiritually, saying to him. And then when I came in, um, so I read the note that I had written and I just I broke out in tears I started crying and just, it was just it was a very emotional experience and for a moment I know that sounds strange but I think everyone here can relate to what I'm saying for a moment I felt very good about myself it's funny you're, you're crying but you know like And then I thought to myself, aha, okay, so that's what it was all about. So he wanted to feel good. It feels good, emotions feels good, right? So that's what he wanted. 
Is that the point of it? That you should feel good? Now you go home, you go to sleep, and everything's good, and everything's fine, and everything's dandy. Mission accomplished. You had this emotional... Uh, and it was really, um, it was eye-opening for me. I was like, that's not the point. The point doesn't come in to feel emotional, to feel good about it afterwards. The point is, is a, that me, as a chassid of the Rebbe, should come, and obviously, you know, ask the Rebbe, you know, if I, for, for brachas, whatever I need, and more importantly, to come and tell the Rebbe that, you know, that I'm recommitting myself to, the, to those things that you want me to do, and to spreading Torah and Yiddishkeit and Chassidus and Mitzvahs, and um, I'm your Chassid. And as long as I do that, and as long as the result is what it's supposed to be, in other words, as long as I walk, come out and, and the commitment is there, then the main mission has been accomplished. There's a certain... Um, there's a certain selfishness involved in, in, in desiring to have that emotional experience. The same thing is when it comes to mitzvahs. The same thing is we all desire, we all crave to have that, uh, that powerful, mind-blowing emotional experience. To go to the koisalan, to feel, uh, right, you know, like, what did, the, what did you describe before? To go to the koisalan, feel awe, awed, and the, the heart and the mind being blown. And then what happens afterwards? You have a story to tell everyone and you feel very good about yourself and you go home and you go to sleep and were you a changed person because of that? Not necessarily. So if you weren't a changed person because of that, I, when I say changed, I mean practically in, 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 in my sibapoyal, then what, uh, so you felt good. That's nice. But what does Hashem want? What does Hashem want of you? Change. Hashem wants change. What's, in other words, emotions are great, but we can't idolize them. Because that's not what life is about. Life is not about our feelings. Life is about what we accomplish here in this world and, what, and our mission here in this world. And Dr. Rebbe is saying like this. That middle point between the intellect and emotions, intellect alone is not good. Because if you have intellect alone, then the action that, you do, that you're going to do is very dry and it's going to be difficult to do it and the action has no neshama. But that middle point, it's not the full-blown emotion, but that middle point... Which, by the way, everyone feels like, talk about it, you go to the Kaisal. So let's say you don't feel emotional, but you still, you have that respect. Why? Because you're thinking about the awesomeness of the place where you are. That middle point is almost always reached. I can't imagine a Yid who comes to the Kaisal, and maybe you don't have the full-blown emotions, but that middle point of knowing, oh my gosh, I'm standing by the Makmah Mikdash, the place where all the Tfilots of all the Yidin of all generations have, have gone through. I should be feeling this incredible feeling of awe. That's enough. Because why, why is that enough? Because that's enough to accomplish the purpose that's needed in life, which is to motivate you to behave properly. To motivate you to do Torah, to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. So if you are a person who your neshama is not equipped to be able to f experience and feel the, the you know, you're, 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 it's not on an autopilot that I think about the greatness of Hashem or the greatness of a mitzvah or the greatness of a moment or an occasion and automatically the feelings start gushing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we all know that certain people who are like that. Certain people who are highly emotional people. And people who, um, you know, they don't have your question about Tisha B'av. To them comes Tisha B'av and they think for two minutes about the Besha Mikdash and they're ready, uh, you know. But some people are like that, some people aren't like that. And if you're not that person, that's fine. 
And it's amazing over here that the Rebbe lays this down as a cardinal rule. And here in this chapter, he says there are two rules. Rule number one is your mitzvah has to have an ashama. Your mitzvah has to have that love and fear. And that love and that excitement, where does it come from? It comes from the mind. You have to always start with the mindfulness and the meditation. And that that's rule number one. Rule number two, equally and perhaps even more important is that if your thinking and your meditation doesn't get you exactly where you want to, don't be upset. It's fine. The main thing is that you thought about it, you were mindful, you were meditative, your heart also, you reached a certain degree of cold emotion, and that's enough to motivate your Torah mitzvahs with an energy and with a slavos, and that's enough. And that's a very important point for, for those of us that have to realize what our limits are and what's expected of us and if we can get more, that's great. If we can have that mind-blowing emotional experience, that's great. But that's not what, that's not the, it's not the end all, and that's the mo that's not the most important thing. And let, let's do this inside. Again, nine lines from the top of the chapter, chapter 42. The Yisrael Cain, moreover, every person needs to know Klal Gadol Baveda, a great rule, a cardinal rule in Davidul Abedinim for those people who struggle with their Nefesh Bahamas. Shegam imin yatsichle veruach binasei masages, even if the capability of your intellect is not enough. Lohilud avas Hashem to give birth to a love for Hashem be iskalos libay revealed in the heart. Sheia libay boyer kedish beish. It's not enough to cause the heart to um, be a flame, <coughs> like fire. V'chafetz and desiring v'chafetzah v'chasheko with a desire and a yearning v'chuka and a craving murgeshes believe, which is felt in the heart. L'dafka boy with a desire to connect Hashem. Rak rather ha'ava musuteres. The love is hidden in the person's mind. And the depths of the heart. And Dr. Rebbe adds over here in the, in the footnote in the Haggah. What is the reason for this? He, what, what is the reason why a person cannot reach this, this, uh, this level of uh, explosive fiery love? Because this person's Intellect, and this person's nefesh, ruach, and neshama, let's do this outside. <clears throat> we know that um, the human psyche, as mentioned earlier in chapter, um, chapter 3, is a reflection of the divine spheres, of the ten spheres. The ten, the ten divine attributes. And we know every single neshama is sourced in a certain area. You know, whether Beishilal was sourced in Chesed and Beishamai was sourced in Givura. And tonight is Rishchei um, Deshav. It's a yard site. You know those yard sites tonight, anyone? Sorry, Arnakain, very good. Talk about the the archetype of Midas Hachesed. His source, his neshama was sourced in Chesed. 
And just like over here, there's a process. Another, you know, sorry, We look at ourselves. We look at human nature. From this, we can extrapolate the way it is above also. But over here, there's a process that an idea starts off in the mind, and eventually, it makes its way to the heart. In other words, when you think about something enough, eventually, the emotion is born from that. But there's a little process over here. In other words, the way it works is first in the mind you're thinking about a concept and it's pure intellect. Intellect by its death, by its nature, by definition, intellect is objective. It's not about me, it's about the idea, about the concept. As opposed to emotions. Emotions are subjective, emotions are about me. If there is no me, there is no emotions. Emotions are what I like and what I don't like and what I fear, the way I feel about something. As opposed to intellect, which is, I the purest intellect is when I completely take myself out of the equation and I examine something in a very objective way. But at a certain point in time, after I think, for let's talk about, for example, I think about the greatness of Hashem, so I'm thinking about it objectively. But then my mind says, if all this is correct, then I should want to connect to Hashem. It's the best thing for me that there can be is to have a relationship with Hashem, which means I should be studying Torah and doing mitzvahs. So that in the mind is already, that's as the mind is already beginning to make its way, the intellect to the emotions, because that's not pure intellect. Pure intellect is not about me. Pure intellect is about the idea. And from there, already it goes to the heart. So there, in the words of, of Hasidus, there is the midas which are within the mind, which is, again, when I'm starting to think about myself, then there is the seichel in the heart. There's the heart in the heart. It's, it's a, there's a transition over here. So midas start off in the mind. The mind is, so to say, pregnant. So to say, pregnant with the midah. And then the midah emerges. The emotion emerges. Some nishamas, and apparently in our generation, that would be many nishamas, many souls, are derived from the Midas above Chesed or Gvura, but as they are still in the womb, as they are still, as they as Seichel, as intellect is still pregnant with them. I know this is Kabbalistic terms. But because our Neshama, because a person's Neshama derives not from Chesed, not from the fully developed Chesed and Gvura or other Midah of Hashem, but from the Midah as it still is in utero, in spiritual utero, Within the intellect, that causes that the neshama, when it comes down here in this world, it also has difficulty experiencing full-blown emotions, but rather it experiences these in utero emotions, emotions that are still somewhat intellectual. That's the Kabbalistic explanation for why it is that certain neshamas can't or have a very big, strong difficulty attaining a full-blown emotion and love for Hashem. So again, we'll do this inside. Because, so again, because this person's intellect, and this person's soul, is from the level of uh, pregnancy and hidden, within the intellect. It's not from the level of the Midas as they've been born and revealed, as is known to the Kabbalists.
So let's go back to Hainu. This means Maven. What is the process? The the heart understands through the wisdom and the understanding which is in the mind. The greatness of the infinite one. The that before Hashem everything is absolute nothingness. This is all what the person contemplates and what the heart understands. Asher al and therefore it befits Hashem. That the soul of all that lives should go out to him. I don't know of a better English translation. Shetichla means it should uh, desire to, to cleave and desire it's right. Kol sanafshi. In other words, in the heart, the neshama geta rois. The neshama goes out to it. Almost. Oh yeah. The neshama wishes to expire and to, to leave the guf. Lidabik to connect to Hashem uli kalil and to become subsumed in Hashem's light and Hashem's energy. Vegam nafshi bikir by That's also true. Not only about the nefesh, but also his. Not only about the nefesh, but also um, the ruach, which is within him. It befits them. a love. befits that the neshama should desire to go out to Hashem with a desire and with a yearning. The neshama should want to leave the body. to connect to Hashem. Rak Unfortunately, that's not an option. It's not an option for the neshama to leave the body. Why? Because as we say in Pirkei Avos, al That even if uh, though the neshama, the desire, the greatest desire, of the neshama would be to leave the confines of the body and to go back to Gan Eden and to connect to Hashem, but that's not what Hashem wants. Hashem wants that we should stay down over here and serve Him over here in a physical body through Torah Mitzvahs. So against the will of the neshama, it has to remain alive here, but within the body. and it's tied to the body, like live widows. In other words, uh, like a lady whose her husband has uh, abandoned her, has gone overseas. So on the one hand, um, she's stuck to her husband, but she doesn't want to be stuck to her husband. Oh. That's a live widow. In other words, she's a widow. She's not in a relationship, but she but she is against her will. I mean, that's classically today called an aguna, and that is exactly what the neshama feels. The neshama kind of feels like an aguna. It's stuck to the body. It doesn't want to be stuck to the body. It wants to. It wants to leave the body. It wants to go and connect to Hashem. Although at the same time, obviously, it realizes that it can't do so because that's not what Hashem wants. And ultimately, it's about what Hashem wants, not what it wants. So this is this incredible feeling that the neshama. This is this is the thought process that a person has. You think about the greatness of Hashem, and think about the desire that the neshama has to connect Hashem. And really, the neshama would be would have its brothers, would leave the body, go back to its source and where it came from, where it'd be just totally subsumed in in Hashem's glory. But it can't. It's stuck here. So what's it going to do when it's stuck here? 
There's no thought that can grasp Hashem whatsoever. The only way to grasp Hashem is through Torah Mitzvahs, because Hashem is invested in Torah Mitzvahs. As we mentioned earlier in chapter in chapter 5, the marshal of someone who hugs the king. Doesn't make a difference how many garments the king is wearing. You know, you say, okay, I'm hugging the king. So imagine someone came and told you, I hugged the king. You'll say, okay, well, second, was it summer or the winter? What does it mean? Who cares? Well, if it was the summer, the king was dressed in a shirt, so then you had a closer hug. But if it was winter, the king might have been wearing also a jacket and a coat, so then the hug isn't so close. That's obviously silly, because the clothing of the king doesn't change the fact when you're hugging the king, they're hugging the king, it doesn't make a difference whether he's wearing, uh, wearing a coat or not. And the same thing is also, when we study Torah and do mitzvahs, we're hugging the king. The fact that the king is dressed up in clothing, the clothing being the physical mitzvahs, that doesn't, doesn't make a difference. So here we have, once again, we have here the neshama, that its desire is to connect to Hashem. Its desire is to connect, but it can't. In other words, its, its desire is to leave the body and to go up, but it can't. Now, what's its lifeline? What's the lifeline of the neshama? What's the only way it can connect to Hashem? Is Torah mitzvahs. If so, it befits them. It befits the neshama. To hug Hashem. With all one's heart, with all one's soul, with all one's might. What does that mean? To do all 613 mitzvahs. In action, in speech, and in thought, shehi hasaga. What does it mean in thought? She hasagas v'idias atayra kanal, which is understanding and knowing Torah, as mentioned earlier. He makes shemaimik binyanzam when a person thinks deeply into this. B'talumis tevunis libeimaychay the depths of one's heart and mind. Upi v'libeishavin, and the person's heart and mouth are the same. In other words, shemekayin came befiv. It's not only the person thinks this way, but the person actually does that. That which was decided in the in the heart, and in the mind, the the person has a desire to study Torah. And the person is in Torah and thinks about Torah day and night with his mouth. The same thing is the hands and all other limbs. Fulfill the mitzvahs kifi masha nigmar betfunis libi as was decided in the person's heart and mind. Hare. So here's the here we reach the conclusion. Tvunazu. This understanding, and by the way, the word tvuna over here is used purposely because as we'll see later, the word tvuna, tvuna is this middle ground. It's not bina. Bina is intellect. That's not, then there's you have the midois which is Ava and Yira, and Tavuna is in the middle, which is very interesting that the Altarebbe will point out later in the Perik from the Zoyar, that the word Tavuna in Hebrew is made up of two words. It's a, it's an anagram. What would be the two words that it's made up of? Anyone here good at anagrams? Tevin? Tavuna, it's two words. Tevna? Bain Ubas. Exact letters. Tavuna is the words Bain Ubas. The five letters of Tavuna make up the five letters of Bain Ubas, son and daughter. 
According to Kabbalah, the son and the daughter refer to Ava and Yira. The father and the mother are Chachma and Bina. Whenever you look in Kabbalah, you see, when it talks about Abba ve'ima, it's that's Chachma and Bina, the intellect, because the intellect are the parents of the emotions. The son and the daughter are Ava and Yira, or Chesed and Gvura, which is the same, same idea. So Tevuna is an interesting word, because what does the word Tevuna mean? Understanding, which is intellect. But the letters are Banubas, which means emotions. So the word Tevuna is this middle point, this intermediary between the intellect and the emotions. So Hari Tevuna Zu, this Tevuna, in other words, Mislabeshes, invests itself, B'maisa Dibur HaMachshavas HaTayrim Etzvesah, in the action, speech, and thought of Torah mitzvahs, and it becomes their intellect and their neshama, vegatfin and their wings, to fly up above. It's as if you did this mitzvah with revealed love and fear, which would be in your revealed heart, it's as if he did the mitzvah with a desire and a yearning and a craving, revealed in the heart, it's as if he did the mitzvah with your soul thirsting for Hashem, because of the burning fire of love in the heart, as mentioned earlier, very straight. As long as you use your mind to think about the greatness of Hashem, and you think about take a moment to think, I should be doing Torah mitzvahs with such incredible passion and fervor, it should be the only desire in my life. And if that thought actually leads you to doing the mitzvahs, if and when it leads you to doing the mitzvahs, then Hashem, then that mitzvah has a neshama, just as if you had done that mitzvah with a full-blown love for Hashem. And it becomes wings, and the wings carry it up above, just as if you had, as we mentioned, I think, last week, that Ava and Yira are, 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 are the two wings which carry up a mitzvah to Hashem. And if you, again, if you have this thought, and you have the mindfulness, and that leads you to doing the mitzvah, you're all good. Why? Because this Tvuna, which is in the person's mind and the depths of his heart, that's what causes the person to do the mitzvahs. Had the person not meditated with this Tvuna, the person would not be doing the mitzvah. Ella he'd only be occupied with uh, personal needs. Even if the person's a big masmid, still person naturally loves their body more. More, it's always easier to sleep than to learn. And therefore, because ultimately the thoughts and your tvuna was the motivation for the mitzvah, therefore that that tvuna becomes now the soul of the mitzvah and the highest of the mitzvah. Yes. So this is the Tavuna Tavuna uh Hypersamar Tavuna? Tavuna yeah. Zoo, this Tavuna. So I think it's he's referring right to the specific one on the top of Khuf base where he says that you know no thought can grasp him except so how is he grasped? Through 
through only through the mitzvahs, which is like hugging the king. I think he's speaking about that specific kibuna, that the king is um, invested in the mitzvahs, and there's you know the garments of the Torah is really just one with the king, and that's the only way to get to the king. I think he's speaking about that kibuna, the one he specifies right here. No, as opposed to as opposed to just, I mean, in other places talks about I think about the greatness of Hashem, but here he says specifically. This sort of right here, he gets into a certain tavuna right here. Interesting. In other words, the, you're pointing out that there are many different meditations, mm -hmm. and he's prescribing a very specific meditation. Seemingly, yeah. And then he's saying that this tavuna yeah, can't argue that. It's a nice tavuna. This is a major yeah. thing up here at the top. Right. That you can't grasp in him, except you can't actually grasp in him through the mitzvahs. That's the only way, you know. Well, there's there's definitely reason why the Alter Rebbe is prescribing this this meditation over here. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that we can still expand it and say that it applies in all different areas of life. In other words, again, you're about to sit down by the Seder table. That tvuna is going to be... So let's be honest. A lot of us, if we don't experience the Seder the way we want to emotionally, we feel afterwards we feel devastated. You know the feeling? Uh, or, or, or take yeah. the word Seder and fill in the blank. There are certain things we, we have tefila. expectation. Ni'ila. There you go. Tefila. Tefila. Oh. Okay, we have expectation. And Dr. Rebbe is saying over here, you have to do your part. Which is, you have to use your mind to put yourself in the frame of mind where you're supposed to be. Hopefully, the emotion will follow. But if it doesn't, don't kill yourself. It's fine. That mitzvah had the neshama. As long as you did what you had to. And then afterwards, you carried through with that mitzvah. And the reason why you carried through was because of that tvuna. But again, that's not negating what you're saying. And here, we are going to get to something which you are going to really enjoy. Machshava Kemaisa. Vezehu, Vezer, Ramzur, Azal. Al-Tarebbe says that everything which we said in the Patriarch up to this point is actually alluded to. By Chazal, Ba'amram, when they say, Machshava Toiva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Metzarfala Maisa. It's a Gemara in Kiddushin, where the Gemara says, that if a person has a machshav a good thought to do a mitzvah, but then for whatever reason, due to circumstances beyond his control, he wasn't able to do the mitzvah. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu Then Hashem considers it as if the person did the mitzvah. Mitzvah joins it. Literally means joins it. Yeah. As if he did it. Yeah. Joins it. Maybe he'll spell it out more. Yeah, he will. It doesn't work the other way around. You know, if a person does a, you know, wants to do an Avera, and due to circumstances beyond his control, he wasn't able to do the Avera, so then uh, no, that's, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no assumption. You actually, the person has to do the Avera before being held accountable for it. But with the mitzvah, it doesn't work that way. Sorry. I heard that suppose the umot oil so that if they read that read somewhere. The, the thought of it's already the right, right, because they <laughs> because there is no nefesh lekis to counterbalance it, whatever that means. But the point is, that's the, the, the point over here is that when a person does a mitzvah, a person and it happens many times. You wanted to give it to the, you, you know, help a person a certain way, and you went to the person's house and you knock on the door. He says, "Oh, thank you so much," but uh, no, it's already taken care. Of. The person, another person did it, or or I found I managed without you. 
you know, you stop by the, by the side of the street to help the person with the car, and the person uh, says, oh, it's not, it's fine, I have my thing over here, I don't need you. So that's a machshav teva, you had a good thought, and start from the But the Altarebbe points out that the wording, as you pointed out, is strange. It should say, the Gemara should have said, Ma'ila, love hakasuv, the Torah considers it, kilo asa. And actually, those very words are used on the same daf in Mesech's Kedushin in a different... Uh, what do you mean, Mitzarfa Lamaisa? Chmashava Toiva, Kaddish Baruch Hu. Mitzarfa, Mitzarfa, like you said, literally means he joins it. So the Rebbe is going to tell you like this, what is Machshava Toiva? The Rebbe says, Machshava Toiva means the Tvuna. That's the Machshava Toiva that you're having before an action. And you might think... That it's not mitzarfala ma'isa. It cannot become the neshama for that act. It's too removed. We all know that when I ha- when I, when I have an actual emotion, and I do something because of the emotion, so then we know that the emotion invests itself within that action. It vivifies the action and makes it into a live action. It becomes its neshama. But what if I don't have that emotion? I just have the machshava teiva. I have that tvuna. So I might think that it remains separate from the action. That this mitzvah is more or less without a neshama. It's a defective mitzvah. Because I didn't have that emotion. Says the Gemara, no, machshava toiva. When you have that tvuna before, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Hashem himself, mitzarfal ha he takes the machshava toiva, pushes it into the maisa, and makes it to the neshama, the mitzvah, and allows it to fly up above. I want, and I have a question for you, by the way. Would you... Okay, would you would you rather a mitzvah where you where you push the neshama into the action or Hashem push the neshama into the into the mitzvah? I don't know. I think there's a certain advantage. I haven't seen this anywhere, but where Hakadosh Baruch Hu Masar for the mitzvah where it took Hashem Himself to come and to make the shidduch, it's a derhebin a mitzvah. So we should never underestimate the mitzvah, which um, yes, it's not doesn't have that full blown feeling, but you did what you had to. I don't just mean you did the action. You took the time to think beforehand. You took the time to put yourself in the right frame of mind. You told yourself, I should be excited about the mitzvah. You weren't so excited, but you know what? When you tell yourself you should be excited, you are a little excited. It's not, in other words, it does change, it does impact it. And Hashem says, that's enough for me. Put it together, package it up, send it up. Yes? The word mitzvah, it's put together two obstacles, two things. When Hashem mitzvah, Hashem said, you want to do it? I mitzvah this maybe to another higher mitzvah, I put it together, you have double schar. This way it said mitzvah. It's a different shot. That's not what he said. Huh? Okay, everyone's entitled to their shot. That's also true. Bother me, why did you use the word mitzvah? Mitzvah is is explaining her. Right. We're taking the tvuna, the thought, and the action. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. But I think that Hashem said you was thinking you do a mitzvah. You couldn't do it. Right. So I'm mitzvah. I'm giving you a bit more even. So that's the thing right there. That the question, to spell it out, your question is, I thought we were talking about situations where you were unable to do the maisa. You're speaking about something where you're doing the thought and the maisa. The thought is tvuna. It's not about everything. But yet, you know, that's enough with the mice you put it together with Sarfa. But I thought, and to spell out your question, but we were, we're, not, we're not talking about you didn't reach the mice. That's what I thought we were speaking about. We're speaking about like you had the idea, 
You wanted to do it, you couldn't do it. Isn't that what we were talking about? Yeah, there, no, we have to separate. There's the simple meaning of the Gemara. There's Pshat of the Gemara. Mm-hmm. Then there's the mystical understanding of the words, which the interesting way that it's worded lends itself to the mystical interpretation. But obviously, the mystical interpretation does not detract from the, from the simple meaning of the meaning also, which means that if you w- want to do a mitzvah and you couldn't, Hashem actually considers it as if you've mm-hmm. done it. Oh, but there, means, so, so yeah. The Alter is not saying. Yeah, the Alter is not changing the simple shot of the Gemara. So what did the Savista be clear? The simple shot is that if you had the idea to do it, that he joins it to action, meaning to say that like you did, did it. It's it. like you did it. Like like it. Also, it, it also can mean like uh, he, he reckons it, he considers it. Uh, okay, like yeah. he did it. Yeah. The Lush of the Gemara fits in beautifully with what he's trying to say here. Yeah, it's better. It's, it's, it makes it more. It's beautiful according to. It's more clear the mystical than the, even the, 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 the words of the Gemara make sense, much more sense according to the Yeah. That means there is a mice. There is an actual mice. So let's do this inside. Ella inyin ki The love and the fear. Chilu rechimu are love and fear in Aramaic. The chilu actually is fear. The chilu is fear, rechimu love. Shebiz galos when a person has fear and love revealed in the heart, so then it's obvious that they invest itself within the the, the, the act of the mitzvah, and they give it vitality. flies, they fly above. Why? The heart is also physical, like all the other limbs. all of the limbs, you know, through which we act. but it is more internal than them all. And therefore, because it is physical like them, it, it can infuse itself within them. We understand the heart can infuse itself within all the limbs of the body and be their wings to lift them up. Into the mitzvahs, which are done with the feet and with the legs and with, whatever, with the arms, whatever it may be. Ah, however, the fear and love which are hidden in the mind and hidden in the heart as mentioned earlier really they're detached from the action they're, they're, they really weigh above the action because again, when I have an emotion the emotion that my action is infused with the emotion intellect isn't isn't uh, doesn't infuse itself with an action. In other words, naturally, this tvuna would not invest itself within the mitzvah to be its neshama to lift them up to fly above. If not, Hashem Himself, He attaches them. And he connects them to the Maisev, and that's why it's called Machshava Toiva. We're not talking about fear and love. We're not talking about. We're talking only about um, that which is in the hidden in the mind, the heart. So it's called Machshava Toiva. Footnote: As explained in the Zayar and Chaim. The Tvuna Oisi is Ben Obas. We mentioned this earlier. The word Tvuna has the same letters of Ben Obas. And the, he's going to say something very interesting. 
Shehain, what is Beinu Bas? What is the son of the daughter? Shehain Dechilu Rechimun. That's fear and love. And the Zayir says, Ulufamim Hatvuna Yiredas. This is deeply Kabbalistical stuff. And it's not, uh, it's a footnote for a reason. In other words, it's somewhat parenthetical. Let's, let's do this outside. Okay. What? So you have like this. You have the Tvuna. The Tvuna, again, is the Midas which are in the mind. That's the Tvuna. The emotions, but they're not fully developed. They're still uh, in the recesses of the mind. What is the, what is the process usually? So usually the process is that the Tvuna afterwards, you know, you have Moichen, and then you have the tfuna, you have the intellect and the tfuna, then the midas and the heart, and from the heart comes machshava dibermaisa. In other words, all the thought, speech, and action. And above also, usually it's that way. Usually you have in the spheres above you have the chachma bina das, then you have the tfuna, then you have the midas, and then you have malchus. Malchus in the bottom. Malchus is Hashem's dibur and maisa. That's 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 malchus. Malchus is Hashem's. Um, so we find the Zayar, the, and, and Malchus, by the way, is called Nukva de Zayar Anpin. That's the Kabbalistic term. The female counterpart of Zayar Anpin, without getting into too much length, Zayar Anpin are the six Midas, and they are male. Chesed Gvura Teferas Natsachud Yusayid, they are male, that's Zayar Anpin. And then their female counterpart, the nukva of that is Malchus. Because Malchus is feminine, Malchus is the Shekhinah. It's all in Pasach correct. correct. So sometimes, it says in the Zayar, in Chaim, the Tvuna skips, the, skips Zerampin and goes directly to the nukva, the Zerampin, and goes to Malchus. Sometimes the Tvuna skips the emotions and goes directly to Malchus. And that's a reflection of what happens by us. That sometimes by us also, by some people, the tvuna go, it goes seichel, tvuna, midais, and then thought, speech, and action. And sometimes by some people it goes seichel, tvuna, thought, speech, and action, and the 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 revealed um, the revealed midais are skipped. So the way it is down here is a reflection. Because everything down here is a reflection of the spiritual reality. The way it is down here is a reflection of the way it is sometimes above. Let's do this inside. So again, the Tvuna is Oisius Ben Obas. It says in Zayin Yitzchayim that Tvuna is the letters of Ben Obas. Shehein Dechilu Rechimu. Ben Obas is Avanira. And sometimes Hatvuna Yiredas. The Tvuna goes down the Yismoichin to be to be the Neshama. Which is the you know the the words of Torah and doing mitzvahs, and the one who understands Kabbalah will understand this. And we'll continue Mirza Hashem next week.